Hola, and welcome to La Vida Healthy Podcast, where the main purpose is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to live a healthier, happier life. And now, your host for this episode, full of wellness, life, and positive energy, Edgar. All right, so welcome to La Vida Healthy Podcast. Uh, very happy today, very honored to have the beautiful talented and I mean is she's really a legend in my mind uh, somebody who's been uh, eating healthy and living la vida healthy for many many years and more importantly helping many other people to achieve better health so welcome Mimi Kirk to uh, la vida healthy today thank you Edgar it's nice to be here with you I appreciate that I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today and Hey, Mimi, why don't we start by the uh, beginning? Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, I know you uh, you have been in many, many interviews in many places, many years. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, the first thing I like to let people know right off the bat, which is something unusual women don't like to do, is I'm going to tell my age because normally women are running from it. But I'm 76 years young. I feel very amazing for any age, actually, 76, who knew what that was going to feel like, but I feel very young. I wake up feeling very healthy, and I owe most of it, I would say, to my diet. I, I've been eating healthy for a very long time, but I got very serious about eating healthy at 69, and at that point, I really think I slowed down the aging process because I became a raw vegan, and uh, eating raw food, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in this uh, talk, eating raw food is a really amazing thing because it feeds all your cells. So eating has been very important to me. What I eat has been very important to me. The other things about me, I'm the mother of four and grandmother to seven. And I was born in Hollywood, California. I ended up working in the film industry for many years in front of the camera and behind the camera. And I've had many careers in my life. I was married at 17 and widowed at 29. So I raised my children myself, and I grew very strong. And I'm loving life completely. Right now, I'm living in Mallorca part of the year and in California part of the year. So you can tell I'm someone who likes the nice, warm climate. <laughs> that is true. I think the majority of people do, uh, Mimi. That's great. Mimi, what prompted your, your change at 69, and, and what prompted you to, to make that change and go into a, more, a healthier habit? Well, I, I had been off eating healthy for about three years, and then I gained some weight, and I usually go in for an annual checkup, which I did, and my blood pressure and cholesterol was high. And the doctor handed me a prescription. And when I saw that, it was like a, a death sentence to me because my family's health history is not very good. My sister's with cancer. A sister died in her about 55 of heart attack. My brother of leukemia. My father had Parkinson's and diabetes. My family's health history just is not great. And my one sister, my, uh, my oldest sister at the time, who's now passed away, she was on 17 medications. So that prescription kind of shook me up because I thought, well... I have a choice. I believe once you start taking prescriptions, that can lead to more prescriptions. So I went home and started researching and figuring out what I could do not to fill that prescription and to bring my blood pressure and cholesterol back normal. So raw food kept coming up on the internet and I didn't, wasn't too happy about it because I do love to cook. And I, I don't know, raw food sounded like it would be just so boring, carrot sticks and celeries and salad all the time. <laughs> Not that I don't like those things, but it didn't sound the way I, I would like to live or what was I going to fix my family and my friends that came over. But I thought I had to do something. I knew it was serious because, you know, at 69, you maybe when you're 30, you know, I'll do that later. But not when you're 69. Who knows what later is, if there is mm -hmm. a later. I decided I would do a juice cleanse. And I've juiced for many years. I started juicing many, many years ago. But the old juicers were very difficult. So you'd make a little juice and then you'd like put the juicer away and you wouldn't take it out for a month. And then, you know, after you got it scrubbed up, you go, oh, yeah, right, I'm putting that away. <laughs> The new juicers today are just amazing mm -hmm. and very easy to clean. And so anybody who had a bad experience shouldn't hold that against juicing. So I decided to take this juice cleanse for a week. And I started to feel so good, so energetic. I saw a shift in how I was feeling immediately. And I thought, if that did it to me, just juicing for one week, what will happen if I try raw foods? Well, once I did, 
and started making some of my own recipes up and figuring out how to make delicious kind of gourmet meals out of raw foods, it was easy for me. But let me explain a little bit for anybody listening that might not know about raw foods. Raw foods is food that is not heated over 115 degrees. And the reason for that is when food is heated over that amount, it destroys the enzymes in the food. And the enzymes are needed in our body for digestion. And it's true, our body does make its own enzymes, but after 30, it doesn't do that anymore. And the way we need to make enzymes on our own is either by chewing our food every mouthful 30 to 50 times, so your saliva and the food together create the enzymes. But if the food's been heated, then that, the enzymes are gone. You're not going to do yourself any good. And most people eat cooked food. And I recommend to people who are eating cooked food that they should take digestive enzymes so food does not sit in their stomach because that's where disease starts. But raw food is a lot more. It is, it's been very healing for many people on many levels from all kinds of diseases. In fact, after eating raw food, when I started at 69, six months later, I went back to my doctor and my cholesterol and my uh, blood pressure were back to normal. I healed myself mm. right away. Well, that really did it to me when I heard that. I thought, this is a miracle thing. And then I got very involved, involved with a lot of other people who've been curing themselves from cancer and all kinds of things. My energy level was very high. I love the way the food tastes. I think it's helped my age to slow down my aging process. I really feel it has. And I've just educated myself so much, uh, and I have been for many, many years anyway, about food and the nutrients and vitamins. But when you're eating raw food, you're getting everything that that food was meant to give you, what Mother Nature meant that food for, a green pepper, a cucumber, a stalk of celery. You're getting every bit of it. If you cook that, you're losing some of the nutrients. And the longer it oxidizes and sits, the more it loses nutrients. So juicing is great, drinking it immediately. Uh, eating raw foods will really help your body in so many ways. It helps people lose weight. Uh, it helps their mental clarity. It helps them sleep, get rid of many diseases, like I mentioned. And it works for so many people. And it's a, becoming very, very popular. It's not a fad. It's been around for a very long time, but it's become very popular because I travel a lot and people really understand what raw food is. First, they didn't know what vegetarian was and they didn't know what vegan is. And now anywhere you go, you can ask for something special like that or it's on the menu already. Most of the menus have something vegetarian or vegan. And now I'm actually seeing raw on the menu. It's almost like restaurateurs understand they have to satisfy all the people coming into the restaurant. So if they're not an all raw food restaurant or an all vegan restaurant, other chefs are still putting that kind of food on the menu. And, and chefs are very interested in it because it's a very artistic way to prepare food. It's a very interesting, like how do you bake without eggs and flour and sugar? And, you know, how do you make things stick together without all of that stuff? So I found it very interesting and challenging at times. But once I got it down, it's a really fantastic way to eat. Thank you for that, Mimi. That was a great explanation of what raw food is and, and how it can make you feel. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to post some pictures for the people listening and so you can see Mimi. And she's not only beautiful, I mean, it's radiant. She's radiant. So 76 years young. So that's wonderful. Mimi, you mentioned at the very beginning that you started by juicing and cleansing. And for the people that have never done that and are looking to for a way to start and, and, and understand what cleansing is, how do you go about doing it with juices? Well, today it seems to be very popular all around the world, especially on the West Coast or the East Coast, but now in between also. And what people are doing, they'll, you know, eat normal food and then all of a sudden they know that they have to clean their body up. Maybe they were drinking too much or they've had a lot of stress or they were eating all the wrong foods and lots of sugars. And they think, OK, I'm going on a week or a three day juice cleanse. Well, before I explain more about the juice cleanse, I want to explain this part. You can't just go on a juice cleanse and then go back to eating a big piece of meat. You know, you go off it a few days and then you go back after you've cleaned a lot of the toxins out of your body and then go back eating. You have to move back into your diet gradually. But the whole idea really of detoxing is to take the step to start cleaning up your diet and putting food in your body that gives you nourishment, not just taste good, 
but it's giving you nourishment to all your trillions of cells. So everybody's got toxicity in their body, everybody. You are around people who smoke, you are walking down the street and people are driving cars and that's spewing out the back. You're using all kinds of things in your under your arm and on your skin and in your hair and your, your toothpaste. Everything that's manufactured out there in the standard world is full of chemicals and toxins. The foods, if you read labels on the package of prepared foods that you're eating, there's so much chemicals and toxins in mm -hmm. there. So your body builds up these toxins, and those toxins are destroying the cells in your body. They're destroying everything you need to stay healthy and youthful and vibrant and disease-free. So you want to detoxify yourself. The body gets very inflamed from a lot of stress or eating the wrong foods. So you have to put things in your body that's going to extract that and bring it out and flow that through your system. And it, it seems to me that the mo more I do juice cleansing and the more people I know do, who do juice cleansing really feel the difference after juice cleansing a few days. Sometimes the first few days you feel terrible. And not just that you feel hungry, but your body just feels you get the shivers, you get all kinds of things. That's because you've got all this toxic leaving your body. So you're going to be juicing. Let's say you have six to eight 12 ounce juices a day. And when I'm saying juice, I don't mean you go to the grocery store and buy yourself apple juice or orange juice because those are too acidic just by themselves. I'm talking about a juice that has greens in it, dark leafy greens. So the major portion of these detoxes a couple times a day, three times a day, should have dark leafy greens. So let's say you make a juice of celery and cucumber and apple and spinach. And uh, if you'd like to put a lemon in there, you can put some lemon in there. Uh, some drinks lend themselves to ginger and turmeric, which is, uh, or turmeric, some people pronounce. Uh, it's, those both are very anti-inflammatory, so you can add that to it. And a lot of people make smoothies, but I want to explain the difference between juicing and smoothies. So there are different ways to juice. You know, you could fix an apple, carrot, and mm -hmm. spinach juice with ginger in it for an afternoon pickup. You can have a dark green juice in the morning. Some people have a cashew milk with uh, dates in it for the evening meal to kind of fill them up. And you can even make soups that are juice. So you drink those. Juices are pre-digested. It gives your body a complete rest from having to digest food. Your body needs to rest every once in a while from digesting food. So that's what the juice does. It gives you all the nutrients you need for a day. People should be eating one and a half to two pounds of vegetables and fruits every day. Some people don't eat any fruits and vegetables every day. They eat cooked foods, and that's what they eat. And occasionally, mm -hmm. you know, they yes. think a piece of lettuce on the hamburger, they had their salad, right? So yeah. the only way you can really get that is you need a big juice every day. And when you're juice cleansing, you get a lot of that, of course. But having a, a nice 12 to 16-ounce juice every day will help you get a lot of those nutrients in you that you need. And I've just written a new book that came out this year. It's called The Ultimate Book of Modern Juicing. And there's over 200 juice recipes in there. And I recommend when you're starting, and it has a lot of health tips and things to add for certain illnesses that you might be combating. And, and I, I recommend that you do get a book to start because mm -hmm. it's very helpful that you don't make the grass a drink that tastes like grass, mowed grass, because you won't want one again. So <laughs> when you're juicing, you get a lot, a lot of produce You'll have a full bowl of produce you're juicing in order to get a full glass of juice. Now, if you were blending, you know the size of your blender. You could put in a couple stalks of celery, an apple, maybe a couple handfuls of spinach, and then you put water in there or coconut water, some liquid, some kind, almond milk even, and, and then there's your drink. So that means you don't have very many vegetables in there. Not only that, you've got the pulp. Some people love the pulp because they say they don't get enough roughage, but if you eat a salad every day, you'll be fine. But uh, the thing that I think about smoothies, for okay. myself personally, they don't digest. You have to chew them, basically. You've got, you know, the pulp in there, and so you're chewing it. And um, that's why I like a, a green juice better than a smoothie. I love smoothies, but I don't use that for my uh, nutrients. I use it for more of a treat. I'll put a frozen banana. I'll put some blueberries in there, uh, some superfood of some kind, like goji berry or lakuma or something in there. 
uh, some dates, and I have a wonderful, delicious kind of a desserty meal. I, I call it dinner. I could call it, you know, I put some cacao powder in there. But those are wonderful to have. Mm-hmm. But I like that juicing thing because I know I'm going to get all this nutrient there. So that's my favorite thing about juicing. And even if somebody yeah, doesn't want to change their diet, if they just add a juice to their daily diet, they will be so much better off because once they start drinking that and getting the nutrients their body needs, you really do start to feel better. Most people don't feel good because their body isn't nourished throughout the day. They're just eating food, but they're not getting the nourishment. So if you have a juice every day and if you have a slump in the afternoon, three o'clock, if you had another juice then, that would be great. There's juice cafes, juice bars opening up all over, everywhere. In California, they're like three in a block, easy to find. But I do think that uh, for most people, they should be making their own, hopefully with organic. If not, you need to peel the apples and the cucumbers and scrub the celery and make sure that you get the pesticides off. But I do think organic foods have more nutrients in them because the soil is not depleted like food that's commonly sprayed. So it's much better when you're juicing because it's very condensed to try to do everything mostly organic if you can, if possible. I only really like to juice organic for myself, but if I'm stuck somewhere traveling, I have to peel it, then I, of course, will do that. So the other thing about juicing is that in my book, I have three different juice cleanses that people could follow. One is a a full-on one with big juices. Others have 8-ounce juices instead of 16-ounce juices. So juicing at home is very easy to do once you get onto it. And it's a lot less expensive because you can pay anywhere from $7.50 to $10.50 and sometimes even more for a custom juice at a juice cleanse place, a juice bar. So a lot of people don't want to bother when they're on a cleanse. So even though they juice a lot themselves, when they're on a cleanse, they like to go to a a professional place and get their juices for the week or for three days, how many days they're juicing. And it's good to start out with a day and see if you like it and then go to three days. And then really seven days really helps a lot to make you aware of how good you feel with juicing. And it helps you to change over to the normal eating. Gotcha. So so a juice cleansing is is different from a fasting in many ways. I mean, you're still getting the nutrients. It's not like you stop eating. You're just drinking everything that you're taking at that point. Yes, exactly. I know a lot of people like that fasting one where they have apple cider vinegar and cayenne pepper and maple syrup, Mm -hmm. the juice cleanse that people have been doing for years, the master cleanse. And uh, I'm not a fan of just doing a complete fast. If somebody is sick under supervision of a person who does those things and a naturopathic doctor and they want to put you on a water fast or something for a certain amount of time for whatever reason, I would say yes under controlled situations. But in my mind, you need nutrients every day because this is how your cells work. And I find this so fascinating. We don't think about the inside of our body as much. We just think about, oh, we got, you know, arms and a chest and legs and whatever, you know, here we are, you know, but there's busy little things going on in your body 24-7, never stops. Your cells are regenerating all the time or degenerating. So this is how it is. You have 60 to 100 trillion cells in your body and they don't know exactly because there's too many to count. They're like little tips of the points of a pin or something so tiny, but these cells all have a job to do. They're busy inside working. But they all regenerate your heart every nine months, your liver every five months, your brain even regenerate uh, cells regenerate now. They, your skin cells regenerate every four weeks and your upper, your bowel system, lower stomach, upper bowel every five minutes. So think about that. You're regenerating. But if you're not getting the nutrients you need, when it's time to regenerate instead of regenerating, those cells degenerate. They wear down. There's a little called a telomere on the top of that cell, which is keeps the cell safe. But as you degenerate, that starts to wear down. And when those telomeres come off the top of those cells, then there can be free radicals. So free radicals are something that will come along and attack one of those cells that have been you know, degenerated and are now weak. And then that cell becomes a free radical. And if you have a lot of those in your body, you're going to age a twice as fast as you normally would, and it opens you up to all kinds of diseases because disease can't live in an alkaline, healthy body, only an acidic, toxic body. So if you want to avoid diseases and stay healthy, you need to give your body nutrients and keep those cells healthy. And I think it's the best way I can explain that. Like if you took a, your driver's license and you ran a photocopy of it, 
and then you took that photocopy and ran another copy, and then took that second copy and ran a third copy, it would be less visible. You wouldn't be able to read that as clearly. That's what happens every time your cells degenerate. So we don't want that to happen because we want to, it's not about living long. I mean, it's great to live long, but nobody wants to live long and be sick and spend your last 10 years like someone taking care of you or not being able to get around. So you, we want to stay healthy and live long. And, and a lot of people say, I don't care about living long. I just want to live as fast as I can and have as much fun as I can. I hear that all the time from people. Well, what if you do live and you're sick? What if you're in your 40s and you've, you've beat yourself up so long and your 50s all of a sudden and you're young and you still don't feel good all of a sudden? That, then what? It is a body. It's a human body. It's going to eventually go at some point. You know, you can make it stay here longer, but it's going to go at some point. If you keep not taking care of yourself and pay attention to it, it won't get better. It will only get worse. And the older you get, it will still get worse because the longer you live, the more chance you have of those cells wearing down. And the more those cells wear down, the faster you age. So the idea is, is to keep regenerating those cells and give them the nutrients. If you want to do drink and you want to do other things, that's fine, but still give your body the nutrients. Do the best you can to feed your body the nutrients. And I think a juice is the easiest way to do it. Raw food is great because that keeps you on a steady balance of food. And it's delicious, number one. The desserts can't be beat. They're absolutely fantastic. And um, I make great chocolate desserts and everything I've ever loved, I make raw. And it's really quite great, cheesecakes and puddings. And I've got banana bread in the dehydrator right now. A dehydrator is used because you can set the timing, the heat for 115 degrees and you don't kill the enzymes. So it does a dry kind of baking, for instance, without the high heat. So I think it's a really good life. And everyone I know who is in this path of, eating healthy. They're so delightful because they feel good. They wake up feeling good. So they're happy. So here's a few more things, Edgar, that I want to talk about besides the food, which I've said a lot about. Mm -hmm. Exercise yeah. is vital. I would exercise for a year. Then I'd go off for six months. I couldn't get myself back on. And then I, I never liked it. So I'd always do something because I knew I should, but I never really enjoyed it. I couldn't find anything I really liked. I'm not that athletic. There wasn't many things that I liked. So I would do yoga and I would walk or I'd run or whatever. Then I wouldn't do it for a long time. Then I'd start back again. And then I realized as I aged how important that was. And even though I am in good shape, I would be in better shape had I done some exercise, at least something regular. And I don't mean you always have to go to the gym and pump iron, but you have to walk every day. 40 minutes would be great uh, on the treadmill, outside, whatever you can. Be in nature as much as possible. That's another thing. It's very healing to the body and the mind. So exercise is very important. Find something you like. If it's gardening, if it's walking, if it's running, if it's a yoga class, Pilates class, whatever it is, stretch your body and do exercise. That does keep you younger. The other thing is, is the mental frame of mind about aging. Uh, I know people 50 years old, they wake up and they go, oh, my back hurts or 45, whatever. Something hurts them and they go, I guess I'm just getting older. So when you say that, you're buying into it. You have to stop any negative talk about aging. You have to tell yourself you're going to age great and enjoy it. Because if you complain about it, and you act like you're old and complain about what's going on, you're going to get older faster. You have to know that you can live. We're meant to live long. There's a world of people that live in what's called the blue zone, and they live to be over 100, where a whole bunch of them in one area, Sardinia, Loma Linda, California, in Greece, I carry a Greece, and somewhere in um, Japan, and there's pockets of places where people, where lots of people live to be over 100. And they all say the same thing. They eat mainly a plant-based diet. They don't eat until they're full. They eat until they say they consider it 80% full. Don't stuff yourself. If they do eat meat, they eat a very small amount, like a card deck size. Mm -hmm. That's it. One, maybe once or twice a week at the most. They exercise. They all still exercise, walk, whatever they do. And they have a community of friends. They say if you don't have people to be with, people that you know have your back, people you can laugh with, you age faster. So it's very important to have a community of friends. These people all do. They've met up with their friends once every couple of weeks. People stop by and see them. They stop by and see other people. Very important to be social. And so there's, a, there's many things that you can do. But I think the mind has so much to do with the body. And they've proven it now. The mind and body are connected. 
and what you think you manifest in your life, not just in your health and in your wealth also, in the way you live, in your lifestyle. If you see yourself living a wonderful lifestyle, a healthy, wonderful lifestyle, and you can believe it, and you get out the old demons that tell you you're not worthwhile or that'll never happen for you or no, that's not, you know, if you've got all that negative chatter in your head, you have to find a way to tell it to keep quiet because you're on a path of changing things. And uh, your subconscious will come up all the time while you're on this path thinking positive. You can overcome that if you work on it before you go to sleep at night. You visualize, you know, your dreams and hope should come true. We're meant to be happy. We're not meant to suffer. So we can create the life we want. We're writing the script. Yeah, you can write the script and then you believe it's happened, live like it's happening already. Don't say, oh, well, I can't do spend that now. I'll do that later. You know, I'll watch that later. You have to somehow feel rich inside, wealthy. That's what I say. Wealthy is a lot of things. Wealthy is your health. It's the people you love. It's your friendship. It's the clean food that you're eating. It's the love of fixing food for somebody that you love. That's wealth. You know, there's so many, your children, your grandchildren. So rich, rich and wealth is not quite the same thing, but you can be a wealthy person and that can make you rich just from that happy attitude and being grateful for what you have. And you can be grateful and still move in the direction of having more because that's, I think we're meant to have that in life. We're supposed to be living in peace and paradise, and we've only made our own hell, I think, sometimes by not being good to ourselves, not loving ourselves. And I know I watch young girls all the time, beautiful young girls who are so insecure, they don't think they look good, and they always think this is wrong or that's wrong. We have to keep loving ourselves so you, your body might not look the way it did 30 years ago. You still have to love it. Love it, take care of it. It's the only one you have. We've been given such a gift. And so you've got to love what you have, even if you're working on, like people are dieting and they have such a negative thing about dieting that they, they lose the weight, but they gain it back again. And so I really feel like you have to say, yes, my body is in process. It's changing, but I love it the way it is, but it's getting better yes. every day. You know, you just have to have a good ad while you're running or on the treadmill or whatever you're doing. You have to be positive. Hey, look what I'm doing. Of course, I'm going to get where I want to get because I'm doing the work. Mimi, what's your opinion about, there's a lot of trends nowadays about healthy eating and all that. I mean, there's definitely a, a, a change in the way people approach eating. But I see a lot of, um, a lot of new things like quinoa and, and all these things that are new. What's your opinion about these other uh, types of foods that are, that are available now as healthy foods? Well, quinoa has been around for a long time. I mean, it's been around for centuries. Uh, it's a very I mean, new, new to the market. Yes, yes, new to the market. Well, just like kale. I mean, you know, some exactly. some people say, "Hey, this is good for you," and all of a sudden, it it becomes uh, so popular. But they are finding out true. Like quinoa is a really good high grain, very high protein. And if you eat grains and cook food, quinoa is much better than eating a rice. Is definitely has a lot more nutrients and a lot of protein in it. And there are a lot of foods out today that are coming around. Some, yes, they are great. You know, there are a lot of superfoods, but blueberries are a superfood. You know, it's, and goji berries are a superfood. There's a lot of things people never heard of before, but the beautiful produce that you find at the market and the beautiful berries, those are all superfoods. They're not been cooked. They're superfoods. If you pick up a package and you read what's on it, you know, a box of cereal or something, and they'll say it's got blueberries in it. Well, it doesn't even have real blueberries in it. Yeah, it's called blueberry yeah, chemical and sugar and whatever. There's a carrot cake on the market. There's no carrots in there. <laughs> I know it's really once you once you become aware. I mean, I watch people shop in the supermarkets, throwing things in their basket, and it's like, oh my god, I feel like going up and talking to them. But of course, I don't want to do that. Sometimes I have though, <laughs> but it is they're buying food without reading what's really in it, and they're being fooled by the manufacturers who are telling them, oh, this is gonna, this cereal is gonna help you lose weight, or this is gonna be good for you. Uh, we have to really take our health into our own hands and buying food into our own hands. There's a lot to be learned, but there's a lot out there. I write in all, I have three books out, and in all my books, I've written all this information about how to look at things and how to re, re, uh, surface what you have in your kitchen you know look in your cupboards and read the labels and see do i really want to eat this and feed this to my kids or the people i love no if you knew what was in there you wouldn't give the people you love that it's poison really 
I mean, it's chemicals. There's stuff that's like, you know, they put stuff in food that they use to take acid off of something. Or uh, I know in America that obesity is a very big problem because kids are eating fast foods. Parents don't have time to cook or do or do they want to cook. So every anything that's easy, open up a package, send them out, order a pizza, stop through a drive through. I mean, everything you put in your mouth is either going to help you or harm you. You have to think that way before you eat. You have mm -hmm. to be mindful and look at your plate of food. If you decide to eat it, even if you know it's not good for you, give it your blessing and say, this food is going to do some good for me. At least don't be negative when you're eating it. But notice and be mindful. Do I want to eat this? And maybe you eat it that time and the next time you go, you know what? I don't want to eat that again. I knew I was eating something that wasn't that good for me. And I'm not going to do that now for a while. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to lay off of that for a few months. So I think that's a good way to do it. Be mindful. Look at your plate and say, is this, going to, my, this food going to do me some good or is it going to do me some harm? And you start training yourself yeah. and then you start ordering better when you're out in a restaurant. You start shopping better. You start reading the labels. And all of a sudden, you become an advocate. <laughs> and the next thing you know, who knows what you're going to be doing. You could help save somebody's life. You can teach somebody, uh, tell them your experience, and then they learn. I find a lot of people come to my lectures who are very interested in health, of course, because they know that's what I'm going to talk about. And other people are just trying to learn. They're not there yet. They, they need some more encouragement. And then I have other people come who are already sick, and they know they need to do something. I can tell right away they're very overweight. They, they have a hard time getting in and out of their chairs, you know, all kinds of things. They come with a, a walker. You know, I see it all the time. And I think to myself, these people now know they need to make a change. So don't wait till you get there. If you're a younger person, start now. Clean up a little bit. Don't eat the foods that you know are really bad for you. Stay away from fried foods. Stay away from white flour and white sugar. If you have to treat yourself on occasion, that's fine, but don't make it a regular habit. You want to drink a little wine, you know, two glasses is fine, small glasses. Uh, some people say, I'm not a wine drinker, but they say in Sardinia, the men who live to be over 100, they drink two small glasses of wine every day. But the problem is people don't do that. They end mm. up drinking hard alcohol. They end up drinking too much wine. They end up not getting enough sleep. I mean, sleep is so valuable to repair your body. You need to find out what is your sleep zone. Do you need seven or eight hours? What is it? But most people need at least that much. And if you're not getting your sleep, your body isn't repairing itself. Those cells, again, are not repairing. So you wake up in the morning and you don't feel so good. So you have your cup of coffee or some people drink a soft drink in the morning. They light up a cigarette. I've seen it. People driving to work, drinking a soft drink and smoking a cigarette. And then, uh, of course, they're all, their mm -hmm. bodies are all acidic. They have the orange juice. Maybe they think that's healthy. And now their body is really messed up. Coffee and cigarettes and uh, orange juice, you know, that's a great explosion combination. And then they might eat a huge breakfast later in. So where's the nutrients in that? How are you taking care of this body? How are you loving this body? How are you doing it? You just have to think, what am I doing? Is mm -hmm. washing around to to do something overbooking myself you know that happens to a lot of people they work 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 they forget to live life and yes you have to work mm -hmm. to support your family or to support yourself but really honestly some people they work very hard because they spend a lot of money and they then they have to work even harder and it's a vicious circle so you have to decide what your values are how could you live simply and nice and eat good food and be with good friends and people you love and have a job that you really enjoy and enjoy life. Plan it. Figure it out. Work it out. Be with the person you love. Mm -hmm. Don't spend time with people you don't love. Spend time with people who support your vision and what you do. Don't spend time with people who bring you down and make you feel badly about yourself. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So figure out what you really want and then know that you can get it. And then go about living every day like you've got a charmed life. And all of a sudden, it will be that. You know, even if you're in a bad mood, you put a smile on your face, then someone else smiles at you, and then you smile at someone else, and all of a sudden, your slow morning where you didn't feel so good now starts to feel good. So I think you can, you can design your life, you can eat well, you can have the superfoods that you feel are right for you, green powders sometime if you can't get your green greens somewhere or it's not the right time of the year. You can sprout your food. You can add that. But a lot of the superfoods are good. I know a lot of people like the mushrooms. 
Uh, some people like protein powder. That's not one of my favorites. I think you get plenty of protein. We don't have to be over-proteinized. We get plenty of protein from our plants and vegetables and lots of things that we eat. So, you know, I'm very healthy. I take, um, when I have my blood test, if I'm low on my B or D, I'll take supplements and my juice every morning, liquid, and then I'm back up normal right away and I'm, I'm good for some time. So don't just pop pills and you don't know what they're doing for you. Have everything checked from your doctor and then figure out what you need. But don't take things you don't need. Don't load your body up on false stuff. Just eat good food. And then when you need to take a supplement for something, you can do that. That's, that's all wonderful information. Definitely uh, definitely some jewels there that when you mentioned. Something that caught my attention is when you mentioned you're, you're designing your life and, and making sure that you're doing things that you love to do. How do you come up with your, I mean, first of all, let me ask you, how do, how do you define your purpose in life? Well, you know, my, the, my purpose in life somehow seems like it's been defined for me because I have a very positive attitude. Like I said, I was widowed and raised my kids. I had to be very strong and figure out how I was going to make a living. There was no insurance and I hadn't worked. I was a stay-at-home mom at 29 and um, I'd stayed home a few years for my children. My youngest was just a year old and having to go out and survive and having children that I loved, I just snapped into having a good attitude about life and not feeling sorry for myself, trying to understand that everything is for a reason. And I think I was helped very much with that because I started meditating. Someone helped me meditate because I didn't understand how could my husband was young how, how could this happen and why did this happen and someone said you know you should meditate it's like a it's like self-hypnosis about learning about yourself and I think once I meditated I understood that the connection in life about everything that things happen for a reason even though we don't think they're right at the time and that we have to not try to control everything we have to be open and we have to see things in a very loving way be loving and know that everything is energy. If you put out bad energy to people, you're putting it out to yourself. If you put bad en energy in the world, it's coming back on you. You're living in love, more or less, in, in many ways. And it's not like things don't happen. It's that you just have to breathe and try to work that stress out because it's very unhealthy and figure out everything's going to be fine. That's what you tell yourself all the time. It's all going to work out. And then it does. Okay, so designing your life. Everybody knows what they really want most of the time or what they want to feel like, not like what they want as a career. That's a hard thing for some people, their purpose in life, you know, what they want to do. Some people, their purpose is that they always want to make a difference in other people's lives and other people have different purposes in life. But the whole thing comes from how do you want to feel when you achieve whatever that is that, you're, that you want to do? You want to be a coach or you want to be a school teacher or you want to be a health counselor, whatever it is. How do you want to feel when that happens? So you go on that. Well, I want to feel like I've made a difference in people's lives. I want to feel happy about that. I want to feel fulfilled like I made a difference. That You have to look at how you want to feel more than anything else. Because that's a reality. The feeling is a real good reality. And I think that a lot of people have dreams and ideas and hopes for things, but they feel guilty wanting them. They say to themselves, either their family put that in their mind or they got it somewhere. Hey, you know, you're not supposed to want a lot. This is, uh, that's greedy. Or so-and-so doesn't have it, so how can I ask for it? This other person's living a terrible life, so how it's greedy of me or not right of me to ask for it. So a lot of people stop themselves. They think money is bad and people who have money are bad. They're all kinds of things, so they don't want to have success. I think the spirit, the God, whoever, I think we're supposed to be all our potential. He didn't, God didn't make, or goddess didn't make an imperfect person. God made a perfect person. Our soul is always there and it's perfect. It's loving and kind and generous. Our personality has taken over and that's what happens. The ego sets in, lots of things set in, insecurity set in with most people, afraid of wanting that. But I think we're meant to have the most. I feel that the more I better my life, I better everybody's life around me. I think it only does good for me to better myself and to have everything I want, to live like I'm living right now in a beautiful foreign country for six months out of the year. Me bettering my life better is everybody's lives around them. Number one is because everyone knows they can have it. I came from a very poor family. You know, no one gave me any money. I've, I've manifested everything I have on my own. Nothing's been handed to me. And I feel very blessed about that. 
and I feel blessed to have my health that I have, but I also feel the more I manifest my life being joyous, the more other people can pick up on that. And I know it's true because people find me an inspiration. They tell me that at my age, I'm doing what I'm doing, traveling, having a wonderful time and manifesting things and going out and speaking and, you know, and, um, and I had my own businesses mm -hmm. before I've worked very, very hard, but really once I came onto this health situation and this food from my own bad blood pressure and cholesterol, once I changed that, I wanted to help other people. And now my whole life has changed. Mm -hmm. So you know, people don't have to wait for as old as I am to do it. Not that I'm old, by the way, but they don't have to wait till my age to do it. People can do this earlier, but be very <laughs> happy about things. Be very gay and just figure out what it is that you think you'd like to give to the world. What is your gift? Everybody has a gift. When you figure out what that is, I think that's when you get helped along, when you figure out what your gift is. Let's say that your gift is that you're a good singer or you're a comedian or you're a good host or you happen to bake great. You have something that you do very naturally. Everybody has that, something that you love doing. You paint, you're very involved in it. Even if, let's say, you, you whatever that is, somebody's got something that they do well and they, they actually enjoy, that could be the secret to your gift. And we have more than one gift, but if you find one, then you'll find all the others. They're there. You just have to open up and say, you know, I'm good at this. This is something that's easy for me. Other people say it's not easy for them, but gee, I don't think about that. I'm good at math or I'm, I'm a good cook, but other people say, oh, I couldn't do that. So that's your gift. Everybody has them. So finding out what your gift is and then maybe finding a career in that because that makes you happy. Maybe that's the direction you should move in. And I do think anybody can learn anything. So if you don't know your gift, figure out something you like to do and learn to do it better. You want to learn something, get somebody who's an expert to teach you. I go out to teach people how to cook because I'm good at that. I'm good at cooking raw foods and other foods, vegan foods. But, um, you know, people bring me on to show them how to do that. It's always good. You, if you don't like exercise, get yourself an exercise coach, somebody who can help you get better at it. So find somebody. It's good to find an expert and learn something unless you say, I've got this. I know how to do this so well. So find your gift. Look, what is your gift? Think about your gift. Think about it all the time. What is it? What do I do well? Someone, I have a friend, she said, I've never worked in my life. She's been a socialite forever. And I said, what is your gift? She said, I don't know. I don't, I don't, ha I don't know if I have one. Well, I've been to the parties that she gave and they were amazing. She knew how to bring people together. She knew how to get the right people in to do everything. I said, that's your gift. You could be a planner for parties. There's something you, that you can do because you do it so well naturally. And then she thought, she said, oh, I love doing that. So you've just got to find what it is. It could be something that seems so silly, but it's something you love to do. And that really, that really moves you into, uh, it moves you into a place of the thing you, you are supposed to be doing anyway. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's a that's an excellent definition. Thank you so much for that, Mimi. Mimi, how's your relationship with that? With, I mean, you, you mentioned your family at the beginning of the talk, and and how the way you eat and the way you you treat yourself. How is that with your family? I mean, uh, do you prepare meals for your family? And do they all eat like that? Or if they don't, how do you deal with that? Well, my children are in their 50s, so <laughs> they're not here. I'm not cooking for kids. <laughs> okay. They love my raw food. Um, they know how to eat healthy because they were raised vegetarians. They're not all vegetarians now. I have one daughter who uh, eats mostly raw. I have another daughter who eats. She's, her big thing is organic. She's, uh, I call her a flexitarian. Mm -hmm. She eats mostly healthy <laughs> you know, salads, and she juices every day, but she will eat fish or occasionally not often a piece of meat chili cheese but you know she really tries to eat healthy my one son um i would say he he eats everything he likes his wine you know with a meal and he eats fish and salad and you know he tries to eat healthy and my oldest son he's a runner and he's in marathons and stuff and so he really takes good care of himself and lots of protein drinks and juice drinks he drinks all of that so i think they do probably better than the average family who eats junk food I think my family has always eaten better. In fact, when I raised them, when I came home one day and said, we're going to be vegetarians, they said, okay. I said, you know, we don't want to hurt animals. And they liked that idea. They were young. And their friends would come over the house 
And they'd look at all this fruit I had in big bowls all over and vegetables and stuff. And they say, what's that? And I say, oh, it's an avocado. Oh, what's that? Well, that's, that's an artichoke. And the bowls of fruit would be gone so fast. I was always shopping for the kids hanging out at the house. And my kids would tell me when they went to their friend's house, the cupboards were full of cereal, boxes of cereals and all packaged good. They didn't see any fresh fruit around or anything. So I think that my kids were raised that way and they understand it eating that way, that it's the best way to eat. And we're very close. We're, we're a very close-knit family. My son was just visiting me for a week. And uh, my granddaughters are coming uh, in a few weeks from now to visit for a week. And, you know, they love the way I eat. They're very proud the way I eat. And they don't do exactly what I do. And hopefully they'll each keep getting better at it. And that's one thing I, I would like to say that is a very interesting thing, is that you want the people you love to eat the way you do if you're eating healthy and you know it's the best way to eat it. But you can't make people do anything they don't want to do. You can't make your mate eat foods that you want to eat because if they're not ready to do that, they don't do it. Everybody has to make up their own mind when they're ready to do it. Some people say, I have to cook a meal for my family and my husband, and then I have to eat something different for myself, and I can't figure it out. It's a lot of work. Yes, it is a lot of work, and the only way you stay with that is to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to do the best thing for your own body. I say to women, but I don't always do this myself, I'll say, fix your own food first and then fix the family's food. So at least you know, because sometimes if you fix someone else's food before your own, you, then you end up not eating healthy because you don't feel like fixing another meal for yourself. That is very true. You know, you just think, oh, it's easier. I'll just have that. That is very true. If you could fix your own food first and even put it aside and then fix their food and then sit down with them, that would be great. But if you're fixing their food and you feed them and then you have to go in the kitchen and fix your own food, it's not going to work out so well. So have a commitment of why you want to eat healthier and move slowly. Some people can't do it overnight. Most people can't. You have to learn how to recook or re-uncook. Uh, if you're eating raw foods, you just have to learn. And then, like I say, start with the juice. Maybe have some fruit in between lunch and lunch. Order a big salad. Just get yourself a nice big salad with everything in it and take your time chewing it and eating it. And maybe then you have a cooked meal a cooked healthy meal. It's a good way to start the transition. So you eat raw during the day and then you eat your cooked meal at night and you eat slowly and you don't eat until you're full um, and have something that you enjoy and then see how you feel after each meal and what meal really makes you feel good and gives you energy. So that's the way I would suggest people to start. Those are great ideas and, and thanks for sharing about your family and, and the way you eat. And, and I really like what you said about not forcing other people, even your own children, to to eat something. Just just be an example of how you want them to to live their lives and, and eat. That's wonderful. Maybe where can people find information about what you're doing and and the things that you offer? Well, I I have a website. It's www.youngonrawfood.com, and on that website I post recipes and I post my schedule and I have a shop. It's an Amazon shop, but I post all the things that I use and approve of. Juicers, blenders, food processors, dehydrators, foods, nuts, and seeds, and all of that. So you can find the products I use. I also recommend people go to my Facebook page, but my I have three of them, and I know it's confusing, but my two Facebook pages are usually full. But there's a fan page, and it says Mimi Kirk Author. And I'm very active on Facebook. You can find out where I am, where I'm going, pictures of what I'm doing, uh, recipes, all kinds of things, you know, different events, things I believe in. So you can find a lot of information at Mimi Kirk Author on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel, and I think it'd be really nice for people starting out to take a look under Mimi Kirk. I have a lot of recipes that I make online. They're free. You can look at those anytime. And then you can go to my webpage and actually get the written recipe there. You can see the recipe in print. So watch the video, go to my webpage and see it in print. And my three books are Live Raw. That's the first book, which is a bestseller. And then Live Raw Around the World, where my boyfriend and I travel to seven countries, getting all the spices and everything from those countries so we can do a beautiful book. He shoots all the photographs uh, for all three of my books. And then the last book is called The Ultimate Book of Modern Juicing. All those books could be purchased off my website with an autograph. 
And I also give a little gift. You can see the gift I give with it, this lovely necklaces or a bracelet that I designed. And if you want to buy it on Amazon, you can find it there or most of your bookstores have it. They're best-selling books. And the first two books are out in German also. And hopefully the third one will be also in some other languages. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm, be, I'm speaking around many places. So if people would like me to come to their country, just let me know. And if someone wants to arrange an event, I travel all over to do it. I'll be in Prague in June and in Berlin and another place outside of Germany all in June, this June 2015. And then I'll be back in the States uh, mid-June and I'll probably be doing some events there in California. And then I'll be traveling again back to Mallorca in September, and I'll be doing some events there. So um, I'll be in London probably, and a couple other places have asked me. So that's how I that's how I go out and travel. People ask me to speak at their occasions, and you know some are very big, some festivals and very big events I've been speaking at. So it's kind of exciting to be able to talk to that many people at one time and help them make some life changes. Well, that's wonderful. Well, we wish you much luck in anything that you do. And uh, I want to thank you for your passion, for your generosity. I mean, it's awesome to see somebody who's living life in her own terms. And is 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 a perfect example of, of how life should be at 76 years young. So thank you so much, Mimi, for, for, the, uh, for all the uh, wisdom today. Is there anything that you want to leave the, uh, the people of La Vida Healthy podcast with today the um, one last thing that you want to mention or, or you want to give us well I want to thank you Edgar for interviewing me today it's been a pleasure and I'm happy to hear that this is going to be translated both English and Spanish which I think will be fantastic because I think more people you know once they get educated they'll won't go back but I'd like to leave everybody with one thing and that is to love yourself and don't be, it's not egotistical. It's very important to love who you are. This is a gift that we have, this body and who we are and who we've become, who we've made ourselves. It's a gift. So just love yourself and be kind to yourself and be kind to everybody that you meet and animals because I stopped eating meat because of the cruelty to animals. I don't think we have to kill to eat. There's plenty of beautiful vegetables and fabulous things out there that keep us healthy. We don't have to harm animals and take their life. And so I'd like people to start to be, you know, when you love yourself, you'll find how well you're connected to everything. And those animals have feelings uh, the same as, as we do. So be sensitive and compassionate in life and love yourself and everything around you. Well, that's, that, that is wonderful. And thank you again. And Thanks, Ed. No, thank you, Mimi. And, uh, and again, keep living La Vida Healthy, Mimi. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.